0: Hi Bucket Squad, George here. Uh, Quick note before we get into this week's uh, stellar instalment of Culture Bucket. Uh, Last week's episode, um, this week's episode, were recorded uh, pre-the Charisma Carpenter allegations against Joss Whedon, which is why we've talked quite uh, positively, hyperbolically even, about uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer without, or at least I have, Without uh, mentioning those allegations, uh, the episode we most recently recorded, which I think is episode 24, uh, we have a longer discussion about those allegations and how it impacts on uh, my love for Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel and related things, so... You'll hear that when that goes out, but just wanted to put something up front today just to make it clear that uh, myself and Alex and Culture Bucket generally, is, as unimportant, as tiny as we are, absolutely stand with Charisma Carpenter and the other cast members of Buffy and Ray Fisher and everyone who've, who have come out with their uh, horrible experiences working with Joss Whedon. We do not support that sort of behaviour. So, yeah, enjoy this week's episode and uh, see you next time
1: made a podcast two good friends just made a podcast two friends just made a podcast it's called culture bucket two friends just made a podcast two good friends just made a podcast two friends just made a podcast culture Bucket, Georgia.
0: Okay, and thank you and welcome back to Culture Bucket for our episode today, which may be episode 21, Yes, I think. Yes. Wow. We're going to be discussing 90s films today, top five 90s films. I'm your host, George. With me is Alex, my co-host, equal host. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you, George?
0: Uh, I'm good.
1: Yeah? How's it going? Yeah, no, I'm great. Just before we started recording, I was telling George how in one week the world has changed again and uh, it's pretty bizarre.
0: Yeah, we're recording at the end of the week when um, some man in a Viking helmet tr- tried to take over America <laughs> and England imploded. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> last week it's... nothing was going on and then this week it's uh, going crazy. But yeah. would you ever have thought that in your lifetime you would have seen an attempt of coup? In America,
0: um, I'm um, no, and it no, but it wasn't a very I wasn't like, good attempt. No,
1: it wasn't. Oh no, it wasn't. It was uh, yeah, yeah. It was
0: like if a bunch of uh, nursery school children tried tried to take over the school <laughs> by throwing pencils at the teacher. The God. And it was very dangerous, and people died. Obviously, it was awful. But it, it, similarly, it was it was it was just an, a mess of idiots. Anyway,
1: anywho, never mind.
0: Yeah, never mind. Shall we get? Shall we crack on? Yeah.
1: This is culture catch up time. This is where we talk about what we've watched, what we've read, what we've listened to, and probably some other stuff. Culture,
0: culture time. Yes, are you ready? I'm going to start. I've got a few things to talk about. Um number 1 is I watched a sitcom that people keep telling me to watch and I finally watched it the BBC comedy Ghosts. Okay. Have you seen it Alex? No. Uh it was in the honorable mentions of one of our listeners top 5s uh in our best of 2020 list. Eliza and Rachel made it an honorable mention as one of their favorite British TV shows. And uh they recently announced the lineup for the next season of Taskmaster, and it only included one person I actually had heard of, so I was like, oh, I want to kind of know about some of these people before I watch them on Taskmaster. So one of the people on it is the lead actor or actress in Ghosts, so I decided to finally get around to watching that, and I'm glad I did because it is incredible. I love it. Uh, There's two series of six episodes and a Christmas special at the moment for 13 episodes. I've watched all of them since we last recorded. Wow. Uh, it's brilliant. It's created by the... Uh, it's quite recent. The second series only aired last September and it's still being made, I think, so there will be a third series at some point. And it's created by the team that made the Horrible Histories children's show okay. for years.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which I never watched, but mm. I know is very, very popular.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, a lot of the people involved in it have been on other comedies over the years, particularly Peep Show. The guy who played Gerard in Peep Show is one of the dudes and he was also in... Sex education as the teacher. Mm. So he's I like him, Jim Howick. And Ghosts is a comedy about a young married couple who inherit a country house uh, from a long lost relative that the uh, wife wasn't aware she had. And when she gets there, you find out that the house is inhabited by a group of ghosts who are, um, no one can see them. And one of them is a scoutmaster who has like an arrow through his neck that's snapped off because he obviously died in some kind of scouting accident. And he's played by uh, Jim Howick from from Sex Education. Another one is a guy who's wearing a suit, but he has no trousers on. And he's a uh, an MP who died in a sex scandal. That's quite funny. Uh, there's a lady who was burned as a witch. There's a caveman. There's a headless guy. There is um, a sort of Byron-esque poet who gets very worked up about things as an army general. There's like a good mix of uh, weird characters in there. Mm -hmm. And basically in the first episode, one of them, they're trying to get rid of this couple because they want the house themselves. One of them pushes her out of a window and she gets a concussion. And after she wakes up from a concussion, she's able to see and interact with the ghosts. So the series is all about kind of her being able to talk to the ghosts, but no one else can see them. And a lot of comedy is mined from there being other people visiting the house and her shouting at the ghosts <laughs> and then people being like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> and it makes me laugh every single time. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, no, I love it. I would re- recommend Ghosts to everyone. It's fantastic and it is uh, a fantasy of mine to live in a haunted house in the middle of the countryside with my collection of ghosts. So oh. it's pretty. it's pretty after my own heart.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh so yeah, you should check it out, Alex. It's good.
1: Definitely. Sounds
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, after that, I've been watching a lot of um as as we discussed last week, my buffy rewatch finally came to an end. Um, which I was very sad about. I had only just finished when we recorded last week. Um, so obviously the hole, the buffy-shaped hole has to be filled, and I filled it with lots and lots of angel.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, please. Spin-off from Buffy, starring David Boreanaz as the titular vampire with a soul, Angel or Angelus when he's evil. Uh, Started in 1999 and ran for five seasons. I've currently watched half of the first season. And I've watched Angel in the past, but never all of it. So I'm excited to get, hopefully on this rewatch, actually get to the end and see what happens at the end, which is going to be cool. But for now, I'm on season one and it's pretty great. Cordelia is there, which is awesome because she's a good character on Buffy and it's sad when she leaves. Um, But it's good to have more time with her in Angel.
1: Mm.
0: And of course, uh, Angel just, I really like David Boreanaz. He's a very, seems like a very kind of charismatic, nice man. I like the story that he was discovered to work on Buffy uh, when he was like walking his dog or watering his garden or something. And somebody just saw him and was like, you're a handsome guy. You should be on TV. (laughs) And then he got a part on Buffy and then it became Angel and stuff. Uh, and it's good. It doesn't have quite the cast of characters in it yet that Buffy does, but I think it kind of expands as it goes on, so I'm looking forward to kind of getting further into it. So that's good. Uh, then I watched a film from 1975 called Jaws. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's pretty good.
1: I Yeah, I have seen it a while ago, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a joke, because it was meant to be like, oh, everyone's seen Jaws, but then you act as if I was referencing quite an obscure film.
1: No, uh, no yeah, sorry. I just because... When I watched, it, I was so disappointed. I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I should say You were it.
0: disappointed in Jaws?
1: Kind of. I don't know why. That it was pretty boring. Oh. I don't think it aged very well.
0: No, it did age well. You're ridiculous. Okay. I, I'm, I'm done sorry. with you. <laughs> why? <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm
0: sorry. All, I'm already at the end of my tether with you and your opinions today. After the <laughs> White House last week. Just any water based film you're gonna have some problem with, is that it? Maybe, maybe it's
1: funny yeah. because after we recorded like that the lighthouse was in my head, and I just couldn't sleep that night. It's really bizarre. I kept thinking about how to like like move move like a piece of wood from one side to the next. <laughs> what what
0: are you talking about <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a dream so I, was, I don't know. I was like I think I was in a light, lighthouse frenzy. I think you know the the effects of the lighthouse come like three days later.
0: All right. Anyway, I didn't think it needed saying, but Jaws is a perfect film. It's a five out of five and everyone should watch it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. definitely. You should watch it. It's one of those films that has to be watched, but you don't necessarily have to enjoy it.
0: No, but you will enjoy it because it's great. So next, Um, I've been listening to some music this week. I've been listening to an album um, by an artist that I've listened to because... She features her vocals feature on one of my favourite songs from last year. You've heard me talk about the song My God by The Killers mm-hmm. quite a lot. Yeah, um, I love that song. And it features vocals from Way's Blood or Wise Blood. I'm not quite sure mm. how she pronounces it. And she released an album in 2019 called Titanic Rising, mm. which was on a lot of end-of-year lists and stuff. And people were raving about it at the time. But like for me, 2019 was a big metal year. Like Slipknot and Tool mm. and other people had new albums that year. So I was listening to like... Not her kind of thing because she does sort of like baroque pop, like sort of seventies esque stuff or Kate mm. Bush esque stuff, Carol King that kind of thing. So I was I listened to that album once back in twenty nineteen and was like, this isn't nobody's screaming screaming about how much pain they're in because their parents were mean to them. So I, it's not for me right now. So anyway, I came back to it this week because I was thinking about how much I like that killer's song and I've had a listen to it and it is magnificent. I. Love it. I've listened to it over and over again this week. So Titanic Rising by Way's Blood is a massive recommend. It's, it's sort of, she doesn't quite sound like Phoebe Bridges, but it's that kind of thing of like mm-hmm. very emotional music being sung by a beautiful voice, but with something slightly darker underneath. Not quite as obvious as like Phoebe Bridges lyrics are quite dark and Way's Blood doesn't seem immediately quite as dark. But then I was watching some of her music videos Mm. And there's one for a song that's a very beautiful song, very beautifully sung. And the music video is done as like a 70s style looking trip to a ski lodge with a group of friends just sort of sat around a ski lodge drinking beer and having fun. And suddenly, out of nowhere, someone gets killed with an axe. And then the screen goes all red. And then the song, but the song doesn't change at all. And then it's just this video is going on with people having fun. And then every now and then, one of them gets murdered by an axe murderer. And then at the end, it's sort of like a Friday the 13th riff. And, um, I was just like, oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. And that's kind of like what Way's Blood is like. Her music on this album is very, like, very beautiful and soft and gorgeous. But then you can just sort of tell that there's something there under the surface that's uh, a bit darker. And I, I really enjoy that. So that's great. Um, so yeah, that was Titanic Rising by Way's Blood. Big, re- big recommend, uh, especially if you like Phoebe Bridges and other music of that nature. You might enjoy it. Then I watched a Taskmaster New Year's special, a mm-hmm. one off episode with some uh, contestants that were only on that one episode, and it was uh, decent fun. I'd recommend it. And then, last night, I sat down and I watched the film uh, because you wouldn't set it for me for my homework, so I decided to watch it anyway. I watched Moulin Rouge.
1: Ooh. Yes. Good.
0: Yeah, so I had never seen it, or I think I might have seen it like a long time ago, like back in 2001 or whenever mm. I might have watched it and not really understood it. <laughs> So I felt like I wanted to watch it and see, yeah. what, see what it was about because I really like Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor and Jim Broadbent and all the people in it and stuff and it is totally mad. It is. Why is John Leguizamo playing a dwarf?
1: Well he's not playing a dwarf the f- he's playing Toulouse-Lautrec.
0: No. Who is a dwarf?
1: Well he, didn't, he wasn't a dwarf he had problems with his legs didn't he?
0: Well the film describes him as a dwarf.
1: Ah Okay.
0: That's what the film calls him, I'm fairly certain, which is why I use that word. I wouldn't okay. ordinarily like just throw a word like that out there.
1: Okay, I don't remember them calling him. But yeah, I, well, well, he's playing a dwarf, he's playing to lose a track.
0: Yeah, why though? Because was there not a, like a, an, an actor of that? Like, he's on his hands and knees, it's bizarre. Oh, oh exactly. what, on it was his
1: 2001, knees. at the time people did not cast people in the right places. You know, no, they're definitely not. No. It's bizarre. It's ba- it, come on, we're going to talk about films of the nineties. They're going to—they're going to be so many films that not going to be <laughs> correct or
0: no. But I've never now. seen anyone. It's just—it's just weird. It's just a very weird casting choice. I think.
1: Well, it because Toulouse Lautrec wasn't—he uh, wasn't a dwarf. He had, um, I think, like his body was deformed. So I think that's what he's trying to do.
0: Fair enough. I don't
1: know. That's two thousand and one. But it, compa- I, read,
0: I read, that it compacted his spine. Like he, he injured himself making the film. Did he? Yeah, Bloody yeah, because he had to. He literally had to wear like prosthetics on his legs and and stand on his knees for like hours at a time.
1: Wow, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's why I brought it up because it's such a. He like yeah. went through a lot of physical pain for the for the for the part. It's bizarre. Mm. Um, I thought it was I enjoyed it Nicole Kidman is really good in it uh, and Hugh McGregor's pretty good in it but I found it almost like a fun movie but I almost wouldn't agree that it's a musical in an odd way because mm. none of the songs are sung in full it's this weird thing where they'll like sing about a minute or a minute and a half of a song and then they'll start just singing another song instead and then they might go back to the do you know what I mean it's, it's, it's
1: medleys they're medleys, mashups. Have you ever heard of a Yeah, mash-up? but they're like
0: constant. Yeah, but not for an entire film. <laughs> like, it's mad. I can't mad. Believe you
1: don't think that. It's a, it's a musical. Come on.
0: I don't know if it is.
1: It is definitely 100% a musical.
0: It's too... It, it felt like a trailer for a musical.
1: Oh my goodness. Like, like tell me about your choices from, from last sp- week. <laughs> so you're telling me that, that, like, one of my choices wasn't a musical. You made me watch an episode of Buffy calling it a musical.
0: It is a musical.
1: It is not a musical. It is a musical episode of a series. So please, right? Yeah, and this is this is a musical film where everybody sings and dances for two hours. (laughs) It is a musical.
0: I'm not criticizing it. I'm just.
1: It it doesn't tick your musical boxes, George. I am sorry.
0: I'm not. I'm not <laughs> trying to offend you. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying it's a. It's a. It's an odd musical because I've never seen a musical like it before.
1: Yeah, it's original. Yes. Did you like that? Did you like that scene where they do the Indian song?
0: Um. What? Where they're all performing it in like the dress rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was good. I liked the scene uh, in the elephant. Where they're trying to convince the Duke that the uh that they're writing a, a play together. Ah, that was quite yeah. funny. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was good. Um yeah, overall it was it was good. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was slightly longer than I'd have <laughs> liked. The ending seems to drag out a lot, but it was good. Hello.
1: <laughs> I'm speaking.
0: It was Alexa. Let me just turn off the microphone on Alexa.
1: <laughs> Alexa went a mushroom. <laughs>
0: a right, mushroom. She's gonna. She's gonna stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. That was cool. Well, you watched it, you know. I tried to watch. I um I tried to watch um, *Han and the Apocalypse*, but um. I didn't.
0: That's fine. It wasn't your homework.
1: No, no, but I really wanted to watch it and I will watch it. Uh but I wasn't yeah, looking for you, it. I and, think you'll like it. And it's like quite expensive, so not yet.
0: That's fair enough. Yeah. It's on the sky streaming service thing over here.
1: Yeah, not here. I looked. That's a pity. I looked.
0: That is everything I've got for culture catch up.
1: Awesome. Wow. Mm. Nice. So it's my turn. Yes, please. Yee. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to talk about uh, films this week because I haven't really been. I've just been listening to um, Adam Buxton. I've uh, been back on my binging, so um, that's been pretty good. And uh, nice. you know, uh, I will be. I'll be talking about stuff that he's been uh, um, of people that he has had on his podcast because uh, I love. I love getting inspiration from him. He always manages to like interview people that I might be interested in reading or listening to I don't know he's mm-hmm. um, he's very convincing in that sense or he just has a I don't know never mind but yeah so uh I watched uh four films uh this yeah. week uh one of them uh, was a total random film that uh, I found on sky and but I thought it was pretty good uh, it is a film uh, directed by uh Gurinda Chadha who did It uh, Like Beckham
0: Oh right! Have you okay. seen
1: *Bended Like Beckham*? No. Very good film. Well, like
0: it's about football, so. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, it's well, it's about girls' football and a race and everything, so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, this film is not so, that, uh, and it's called uh, *Blinded by the Light*. That's why I kept sing, singing that song before.
0: <laughs> I see. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know this film. I've not seen it.
1: Ah, yeah. So, um, so Blinded by the Light is uh, two. It was uh, released in two thousand and nineteen, mm. and it's got um the main characters are pretty uh obscure actors, but the main character Javid, is played by Vivek Khara, I think. Uh, but then there's also uh people like Rob Brydon, um who plays the 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 neighbor's dad and uh yeah but yeah it's a film about this uh kid uh second generation pakistani uh that lives in luton and is set in 1987 and um he um Wants to find his own voice uh, and become his own person. So he starts college and uh, he makes a new friend. And he, this new friend, introduces him to Bruce Bruce Springsteen. And um, uh, Javid, the main character, feels like uh, Springsteen is talking to him, and uh, he he gets really inspired by him. And um, uh, he's he's a writer, and so he. He starts uh, writing more about his experiences. And and it's just a story about this kid being inspired by Bruce Springsteen. And it's really, really good. Mm. And it's inspired by the life of a journalist called Safraz Manzoor. And uh, this journalist really likes the words of Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. I can't say it. Bruce (laughs) Springsteen. That's the one. Yeah. And um, the funny thing is, I've never liked, really liked, uh, the music, Bruce Springsteen's music, but I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it in the film. And um, it, it's not is it's not the deepest film, but I think Grinda Chada man- manages to make films that I really like, light-hearted and coming of age and n- good, but also showing the problematics of uh being of a different race in England. Uh, Mm. She did that in Bended Like Beckham. Uh, She did this here. And she doesn't make it like the main topic, but she includes it. And uh, it's it's interesting. I I, I like it. I was reading some reviews and they were like, oh, maybe it was a bit, you know, not deep enough. But I think I think it's a good film and uh, it's got good music. Mm. And uh, yeah. Good
0: film? Yeah, I wanna I would like to see it. Yeah. It's been on my list for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch it. It's I'm glad very, you enjoyed very good. It.
1: Yes. And then um I watched a Japanese film uh, called Our Beloved Wife, uh written and directed by Shin Adachi. And uh, it's about this um uh, couple uh that uh where the wife is um really uh mean to her husband. <laughs> Right. Uh yeah, so uh uh so he's a, a a writer and uh she and she's always like supported him and for 10 years she supported his writing and and uh he's whatever he wanted to do but he's also a pretty uh useless human being and um right. so it's a constant uh, of this wife just uh being really mean to him and just Telling him he's wrong and arguing with him, and uh, he gets more frustrated. He gets sexually frustrated. That's a massive part of the film as well, because you know they're in a sexless marriage, and um, and then you wonder why they're still together. And then it's just a it's just a climax of her being meaner and meaner and meaner and meaner, and, meaner. and it's just it's really. Funny and interesting, and um, in Japan, having the wife that is a nag is kind of like a com- comedy uh, kind of like a comedic thing It's kind of popular to see, but you could see in this film how sh- the way she is is because of this disappointment that she has brought to her by being useless in everything. <laughs> so uh i'm being lazy and only thinking about sex and only thinking about himself and although he's not a bad person and maybe he doesn't deserve her being so mean to him you kind of go oh but you you could do just a little bit more to make a little bit happier but then you think have they gone too far and they can't go back it's a really interesting film and i I didn't think i was going to enjoy as much as i did because uh yeah, it's uh, it's pretty intense. <laughs> it,
0: yeah, so is it meant to be a comedy then? Is it is it yeah. intended to be funny? Yeah,
1: it's okay. meant to be a comedy and it is funny. And then at one point there's a massive scene where you go, oh my God, and it gets really, really serious. And then, but then it just, it just t- turns and I don't want to say it because if you want to watch the film, it's just like, and then you go, what? <laughs> okay. And it's just, I think it's trying to kind of show that maybe the nagging wife is like that for a reason and the the husband is not necessarily that bad and yeah it's it's really really fun and uh, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend it because it's just a really good film and yeah interesting but also sometimes you go oh my god just shut up because the wife goes on and on and on and you could just just give him a break but then you think well, he, she hasn't had a break because she's the breadwinner. She's the cook. She's the mum. She's everything. And he hasn't been able to bring any money home. And so you go, oh, you, you, you're very confused the entire film because you you're not really sure which side you should be on. And sometimes you're on his side, sometimes you're on her side. And, you know, sometimes you can, you can in films, you kind of choose a side. But here you can't. It's, it's
0: good. It's a good film. Yeah. I like the sound of it. What's it called again? A Beloved Wife a beloved wife. Yeah, it's a oh.
1: quite recent, it came out in 2019. Um yeah. It's good. Uh and then I watched Pokemon Detective Pikachu finally. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> I I I've never watched Pokemon anime. I've never I don't I know I know what they are and I so I didn't I went in totally like Well, I, I know Poke I know Pikachu and I know I know what they look like. I don't know the name. I think I know Bulbasaur.
0: Bulbasaur. He's like a little yeah. dinosaur.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know them, but I don't know them. And uh, okay. I, I, I watched it because I was like, oh, I need to, I need something good to watch. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really yeah, good. Man. Yeah, I, I. Well, it's about this kid that um, finds out that his uh, dad and uh, his uh, partner uh, died in a car accident. they well, his dad is a detective. And what well, his, his dad is, yeah, he's a detective. And then he goes to this city where Pokemon and people live together and then uh, finds himself trying to solve the mystery of his mur- the dying dad. I don't know. Yeah, is that, is
0: that what it is? His, well, his dad's disappearance. His
1: dad's disappearance. Yeah, the main character is uh, Justice Smith. But then uh, Ryan Reynolds plays Pikachu. And then there's Katherine Newton that is... Uh, she's in um, Big Little Lies. She
0: or, is. She's great. Yeah,
1: Bill Nye. Uh, yeah, it's really, really good. And I really enjoyed it because by the end, I, I realised that it's a bit like... <laughs> completely different, but also similar. Watchmen, in the sense of... <laughs> They, ma- they created a complete... So they got the, the concept of Pikachu. Or Pikachu. They got the concept of Pokemon and then just got the characters and then put them in a world created totally by the creators of this film. No? Because that's not the world no. that... that's Sort not of. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a totally... It's kind of an original idea using characters that have already been created.
0: There was a video game called Detective Pikachu first oh. though before the film. What
1: well, then? I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> but I don't know, I've not played the game. I think I don't think it's set in the same city. I think okay. they I think a lot of that has been come up with by them. The idea well, of the city where they live in. Harmony. Yeah.
1: Well what I enjoyed is the fact that it was just for me it was just I don't know, it just seemed like a really original idea. There weren't Pokemon catching. It was just like Pokemon and people living in a city and doing things and you know, Pikachu is a detective and um Dark is a crazy dark if you get, you know, it's just uh, oh, I just oh, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I it was really nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm
0: glad you liked it. I really like it. I thought it was brilliant. I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. And last film I watched, so I would definitely recommend Detective Pikachu if you want to watch something that is like light and fluffy. I finally watched uh, Hidden Figures.
0: Oh, Hidden Figures.
1: Yes. Have you have you seen it? Uh,
0: yeah, I saw it in the cinema. Oh,
1: beautiful. I didn't realize it came yeah. out so long ago. Like, 2016 was five years ago. Yeah. Five oh, years God ago. Came... Oh, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, it stars uh, Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monet, uh, Kevin Costner, Kristen Dunst, yeah. Jim Parson, Mars. Oh, when I, I didn't know uh, Mahershala Ali was in it, I was like, oh. Oh yeah. Love that guy. Yes. Uh yeah, and uh it's uh, a film about uh these um uh well, um, <laughs> it's such a stupid thing like whilst I was watching it. So, uh in the USA and Russia, Russia were trying to get to space as like a power war, which thinking about it now is ridiculous, isn't it? That they were fight that they were that was their race
0: yeah I mean the whole cold war and everything that surrounded it was pretty it's
1: insane hard. thinking about it um so and these uh there's this group of african american female mathematicians and uh they worked in nasa and uh they basically are uh well they helped NASA to go to the moon and to space um but yeah and uh the 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 interesting thing I didn't, re- you know what? You, do, you things that you don't think about that mm. they were human computers, yeah. So they had to do all the calculations that a computer would
0: do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you go, oh my goodness! Like before computers, something had to do all of that, and that's pretty fascinating, isn't it?
0: Yeah, just like a room full of women doing calculations all day because there's no machine that does it yet. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: that's amazing, isn't it? And then the computer arrives and is an entire room. So once upon a time, computers were entire rooms. But I thought it was really good, and you know, it shows like you know, of course, uh, the race struggle in uh, in America at that time, uh, Mm. the power and the intelligence of these women, but also the the total ridiculousness of having segregated bathrooms segregated everything which yeah it's absurdity. insane like just yeah it's just insanity and people were not what 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 amazed me and what amazes me all the time and when i think about it is just people were were not directly racist to them they were not saying racist things to them but they were the 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 racism was constant. So mm. it wasn't just about, you know, what you can like I th- I feel like if somebody's racist to your face, at least you know where you stand. Not a great place. But when you have constant people that say, okay, you can't drink from this cup, you can't sit here, you can't be in this library, you can't and you go, but so what was <laughs> it it's just a constant reminder, isn't it? That you're yeah, not wanted
0: it, be awful.
1: and the power of these women living in a world where you have a constant reminder that you're not you're not wanted and you're not supposed to be there and you're not you cannot touch my coffee and still being flipping heroes that's amazing isn't it like you must have such strength to be able to live that way i feel yeah
0: Oh no, yeah, I, definitely.
1: And I think it's it's a really good film and it's uh fun and interesting and space those crazy, crazy place. You know, I am me and space, I find it <laughs> insane. But um yeah, I thought it was a really good film. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's my four good. films of the week.
0: Nice, good choices. Thank you very much. Sit down at the back. And be quiet and get out your book because it's time to discuss your homework now. New feature, our newish feature. We put out a call um, after we recorded our episode on musicals for some listener lists. So we've got three top five musical lists from listeners to share with you today, which is so exciting and wonderful. Um, yeah. First up, we've got Chris, our wonderful fan, Chris, who we love and adore.
1: Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. You should see my WhatsApps with uh, George. He's like, oh, Chris is the best. (laughs) You're still listening. Thank you, Chris.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, Chris writes, I believe there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure, so here goes. Um, He's not numbered these, so I'll just read through them as they are. We've got Jesus Christ Superstar. A film I first saw as a child and for some reason it really resonated with me. Can watch again and again, much to my wife's annoyance. Uh, I haven't. (laughs) This is me now. I haven't seen Jesus. Have you seen Jesus Christ Superstar? Yeah, yeah. Is it the good? Mu-
1: oh, the music in it is amazing. Yeah, I oh, spoke about cool. it last week when uh, is one of my honourable mentions. Very good film. You should nice. watch it. I think you might enjoy it.
0: Cool. I should. Uh, maybe I will. Mm. Um, then we've got Les Miserable. He says, watch the film before seeing the stage show in London a few years ago, which was amazing, and also starred Phil Daniels. I like Les but Do you like Les Miz?
1: I've never watched it.
0: I've only seen the film, but I enjoyed it when I saw it in the cinema. Although, oh. yeah, I like the film. Uh, and he says he also, uh, yeah, starred Phil Daniels, who he loves in Quadrophenia. Just a brilliant film and soundtrack. Do you know Quadrophenia, Alex? No. It's uh, one of the Who's rock operas. Okay. And they made a film. It's a film starring Phil Daniels, which I don't. I don't think I've seen it. I should watch it because I like the album. Hmm. And then you wrote, just a brilliant film soundtrack as is. Tommy is his next choice.
1: Tommy is Elton John, isn't it?
0: Uh, well, Elton John is in the film, but it's uh, it's The Who again.
1: Ah, okay, cool. I've I've never seen. I, I've never listened to it, but sounds good.
0: Again, I've not seen the film, but I've listened to the album, and it's really good. It's about a Ooh. well. Here, instead of writing anything about Tommy, he's just done the emojis of the monkeys uh, covering their eyes. <laughs> ears and mouth which makes sense because tommy is about a deaf dumb and blind boy who can play pinball really well
1: amazing
0: (laughs) yeah hence the song pinball wizard (laughs) which elton john performs in the film um it's a good album and then his last pick is purple rain massive prince fan so this has to be my top five
1: cool i've only seen one of his top five i like it
0: Good I know it's a good varied list. It's very really different yeah. to our list. I I agree as well. I've I've only seen Lame Miz from his list, but I've mm. listened to Quadrophenia and Tommy, and I've listened to the Purple Rain album as well. Actually, but I've I've not seen the film, but I should watch it. Uh, many many more, but I do feel some of them blurred line between musical and soundtrack, and then he's written War of the Worlds question mark, and uh, that's a great musical as well. <laughs>
1: that's what you so you've decided it's a musical. Good.
0: No, it is. I like it. Have you I not think... seen War of the Worlds? No. It's a really good musical. The yeah, that's why I thought of... last
1: year when we talked, last year, last week when we talked about musicals, I was really confused because I wasn't sure if I like, I'm not, I, I'm not one for the big musicals, but yeah. I, like, I like the kind of songy, I don't know, maybe, that's why I thought I didn't, hadn't watched many musicals, but I had. I don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you mean like maybe the big sort of bombastic musicals, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. fair. Uh, Then Sarah has sent in her list. um, Number one, Joseph in his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Which is uh, great. I like that one as well. Number two, Hamilton. Good choice. Number three, Les Mis. (laughs) Number four, Blood Brothers, which I haven't seen Blood Brothers. Have you? No. I think that's only really been live. Mm. They've not done a film of it, I don't think. Mm. And then she wrote, number five is where it really gets hard, but probably Lion King from watching it live point of view, but it's not one of It's not one that is. uh, uh, I'm losing that. Sorry, let me read that again. (laughs) Five is where it gets really hard. Probably Lion King from watching it live point of view, but it's not one that I listen to the soundtrack of. Also, love Wicked, Matilda, Kinky Boots, and Phantom.
1: Okay, cool.
0: I assume. Then we've got a list from Aliza, who's written um, number five The Blues Brothers, two amazing brothers trying to save the orphanage where they grew up. (gasps) Yeah.
1: It's an amazing music. A
0: solid pick. I should have put that in my list probably.
1: It's yeah, I know, but I already put it on my list as one of yeah. my favourite top five films, so.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> Elise's list than your list. What is uh number four. Well- Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I wonder uh, why,
1: George.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't possibly I have no idea. Uh she's written just a love story with a sad ending, which is a fair description of Moulin <laughs> Rouge.
1: It is, isn't it? <laughs>
0: It sounds quite tossed off, though, when you write like that. Just a love story of a sad ending. That's all yeah, it is. That's all it um, is. No, good choice. Number three, Bugsy Malone. Of course. 1920s gangster movie, but no adults, only children. Their weapons shoot cream. Is what she's written there. <laughs> Number two, A Chorus Line, a day mm. in on the stage of a Broadway theatre to audition for a new musical production. Yep,
1: that was on my... Um...
0: Honourable mentions, I think, yeah, was it? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yep. And number one, The Sound of Music. Just before World War II, a young woman that wants to become a nun is sent to a family to be the governess to seven awful children. She brings back music to the house. Everybody is happy. Then the war starts and they flee to Switzerland, which is a pretty succinct uh, plot summary of The Sound of Music.
1: Elisa, you're amazing at writing stuff.
0: Yeah, well done, She should become
1: my my writer.
0: She's got some honourable mentions. I have a massive crush on Julie Andrews, but I thought that putting two of her films in the top five might have been too much. So she's got Mary Poppins. Pitch Perfect 1 and 2, Sister Act, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Sorry for being mean about it last week. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Fame and West Side Story.
1: I'm so annoyed about Pitch Perfect. Still so annoyed.
0: Eliza <laughs> <laughs> realised it was a musical.
1: Wow, you must have told her.
0: I definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, good top fives. I like them. Definitely some yes. suggestions to watch.
0: Um. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, solid top five, especially. Uh, well, I mean, they were all good, but Chris's was really different from everyone else's, and I yeah. liked that. Well done, Chris. Um. Okay, homework time.
1: Homework time. I'm scared. Time. today. Sorry. I'm scared. Why? Well, you're so skeptical about it, and I've just uh, right, been okay. thinking about it. It's gonna like rip it apart, like I ripped apart the. Should have been nicer last week.
0: No, because my no, because as you'll notice last week you were very mean about the lighthouse, but I was still very nice about Moonstruck. It's not fair yeah, to yeah.
1: Ah oh, no, no 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 I'm saying I shouldn't be so mean about films I don't like. I should be nicer and say <laughs> okay. it wasn't my cup of tea for reasons that I'm not gonna like get angry about. But I guess okay. the Italian side comes out and I'm like, Oh Right,
0: yeah, yeah. So my homework <laughs> was to watch uh, Books of Me Alone in the nineteen seventy six Musical directed by Alan Parker. And your homework, Alex, was to watch the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer once more with Feeling from season six. Yes. Uh, Yes. So I'm going to go first, yeah? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, please.
0: Okay. Okay, so um, Booksy Malone is streaming in the UK exclusively on a streaming service called Britbox, which was lucky because I had just gotten like a sort of free trial to it. Ah, So I was able to watch it.
1: Amazing. That's good. Yeah. Rare to find it,
0: yeah, yeah, apparently so. Like, you'd recommended it on YouTube, so I was glad when it was on a, uh, something I could. Well, I can easily watch YouTube, but obviously, I don't know, I don't know why I didn't want to watch it on YouTube.
1: It'd yeah, be fine to watch it on very, YouTube, wouldn't it? The quality is not very good on YouTube, but that's the only place right. that I've found where you can actually watch it without buying the physical copy, which, yeah,
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the quality, the picture quality wasn't great on Britbox, so it's probably better than it would be on YouTube, but it wasn't, yeah. it, I don't think it's been redone in HD or anything like that.
1: No, um, no. I used no. to have the video cassette of it.
0: Cool. Yeah. And I watched it, and I hated it so much. <laughs> it made me so annoyed. Really, <laughs> Alex? Aww. I didn't like it at all. Aww. I'm sorry. Oh. I thought that the. <laughs> uh, um, all right, I'll go straight to my biggest issue with it, yeah. which is that all of the songs are dubbed by adults and it is unforgivable. Why? Because they sound terrible. Com- these vo- voices of adults coming out of the mouths of these children, like, just let the children sing the songs. Like, why are you not letting the children sing the songs? I couldn't bear it. Every time somebody started singing and it was an adult's voice coming out of the mouth of a child, it was like watching a horror film. I didn't get it. Okay. Um, and I didn't like the songs, but I'm not gonna, you know, I know a lot of people love the songs in it, so I'm not gonna say they were bad songs. But I didn't like the songs at all. I found them irritating.
1: Okay.
0: And another massive crime: the the cream guns don't shoot cream, and it's terrible.
1: What do they shoot?
0: They shoot ping pong balls, and then they just cut to a shot of a kid's face where they have thrown cream at the kid's face. But oh. the guns didn't shoot cream; it, it's okay. all fake. Okay. And when you look up the making of the film, the director and the writer talk about it as if they're not actually that happy about the film themselves. It seems like they don't like it. Oh. Because they say it was a mistake to have children do the songs, to have adults dub the children, and that they're disappointed that the cream guns didn't work. You look really... I can't tell if you're going to attack me or not.
1: No, 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 no. no. I'm just listening to you.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um... What else to say? I don't know. I just found it quite... I found the child actors ranged from, like... Obviously, Jodie Foster is amazing, but almost it's like she's too good because she shows up how bad all the other children are in it. And they range from, like, really, really wildly overacting and being too much to, like, the ones... Especially, like, the backup singers and backup dancers have just got stone faces staring ahead with like no acting going on whatsoever and it just I couldn't I just couldn't I really didn't like it at all I'm sorry
1: but that's why I watched Moulin
0: Rouge which I did like (laughs) so (laughs) that was a win yeah I went into it with an open mind I know I was really cynical about it last week I didn't I didn't I would never watch something and then just dislike it because I'd said I wouldn't like it last week. If you see what I mean, I'm happy yeah. to change my mind. Yeah, I, I tried. To, I went into it with an open mind as I could, and I really it just didn't work for me at all. And I'm glad Aww. that the the I'm glad that there's only one film where the entire cast is children.
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm sure there are other films where the cast is only children, like
0: but where they're playing adults.
1: Ah, okay yeah yeah well you know i, I guess it's not for uh, not every film driving is for everyone. around in pedal cars yeah not not every film is for everyone yeah i just uh yeah i i find i find the the idea of like having children quite sweet and uh like how you would uh transform like a gangster film with adults to children i i like that idea and i love the song so but it's just
0: but I guess but, like, like I, I don't particularly week. care about gangster films too much. Like I'm not like I like really good gangster films like Goodfellas mm. or The Godfather or whatever, but mm. like in general I'm not a fan of gangster films, so that's like already not quite my cup of tea. Mm. And then I could totally see like the thing is like it can be quite the idea of it all being children and stuff is quite sweet, but then the fact that they don't allow them to sing sort of undercuts the whole idea for me and then like i can totally see if you're a parent or you're a child and your school is doing a production of bugs in malone because i know that happens a lot especially in the yeah. uk like loads of schools do bugs in malone productions mm. i could totally see it being a really fun time to like watch children that you know are performing mm. it and have a good time or be a child and be in it and have a good time with mm. cream guns presumably now they've sorted out the technology and you can get cream guns that shoot cream uh, apparently they, they like they they tried a bunch of different ways to get the cream guns to work, including one where they like encased it in like breakable plastic or something. And mm. they <laughs> it said on like the special the making of or whatever that like they did they tested that and it was it was too painful, so they didn't go with it. And it's just I, <laughs> I hope they didn't test it on the children. Um, but mm. I can totally see Bugsy Malone being a good time if. It's a live production and you know the people in it or your child, all of that stuff. But the film itself, the Alan Parker movie from 1976, I could not stand. Mm. Cool. Other than Jodie Foster, who's always She's amazing
1: in it. Yeah, she's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, she's but the, the other
0: little girl who plays like the love interest mm. of Bugsy Malone. I, no, no, thank you.
1: Like, you have to remember they're children. You're being pretty mean.
0: Yeah, but they're not children now. I'm not going to upset any children. Yeah. And, you know, that's still a film. Like, somebody still made it and put it out there. It's fair to comment on whether you like it or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I don't agree, but it's your (laughs) opinion. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. I don't agree at all. I don't well, think you went fine. in it with an open
0: mind. Oh, well, that's not fair to say because I did.
1: No, you didn't.
0: Well, I did. I know then, you, George. Really I
1: know you, George. Once you think that something is going to be crap, it has to be like so good for you to enjoy it. Like not amazing. At all. Like, for example. And so many times
0: <laughs> I've changed my mind. I'm so willing to change no, my mind. No, like, like unfair
1: you, yeah, you, No, I don't think so. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Nah. Yes. But, Very you know, unfair.
1: everybody's got their own opinion. And also Bugsy Malone wasn't in any lists. So maybe it wasn't like a hit anyway. So maybe it's just something that I love because it's something that I watched when I was a kid and I thought it was amazing. And I know all the songs and, uh, you know, it has to be one of those things that you enjoy when you watch as a kid rather than as an adult for the first time.
0: Possibly. I mean, like the Goonies, which I don't particularly care for. And a lot of people adore the film. That film.
1: <laughs> what, did, what did you just say?
0: The Goonies.
1: What did you just say that you don't care for the Goonies?
0: That I don't like the Goonies very much because I didn't watch it as a child, and when I did watch it, I wasn't that like, keen on it.
1: Oh my God, like what do you? Th- this isn't. <laughs> it's not even part of our conversation. I know but you just like dropped a bomb, like the Goonies is like one of the best films ever. Mm. Okay. Like, well, maybe, 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 no, maybe it's the same that if you watch as a kid, you you know, I think I've seen The Goonies about 10 times and Bugsy Malone, probably that as well. Like, I've seen these films so many times that, you know,
0: as a kid. I've seen The Goonies once and it was okay. I didn't like it very much. Stand By Me is a very good film.
1: er, I only like things that make, you know, that I like deep and I've got death in it. What That's I don't want to watch films of like kids having an adventure and nothing else happening.
0: George. Hook's a very good film. Hook's Who? a very good film. Hook. Hook? Hook.
1: Hook is a great film.
0: That's a nice film about children having fun. Jumanji.
1: Yeah, but there's adults in them. Okay. <laughs> Cool. So it was a zero out of five. Great.
0: No, I'd give it one out of five for Jody Foster.
1: Okay,
0: that's nice. And the song, there's one song that I thought was okay, where they are jumping up and down our table.
1: You don't like So You Wanna Be a Boxer?
0: No, I didn't like that song at all. What? They're just too the other songs are too quiet and I just didn't get anything. that I just didn't like the songs. Okay. Sorry. Okay.
1: Fine. But don't tell me that you go with an open mind. Because once I showed you a, a, a video of our one of our favorite actresses, Brie Larson, being interviewed and being super funny by what's his name. And she was being super funny. You didn't have to watch him. And he told me. No, I don't like him, so I'm not enjoying this video. It's like, well, look at Brie Larson. Don't look at whatever Jimmy Jimmy Fallon.
0: Jimmy Fallon.
1: Yeah, so don't say you go with an open mind all the time.
0: I, that is of no. What are you talking about? It's got nothing to do with anything.
1: <laughs> it does. It does. No, it doesn't. You're not. I didn't you know, like that
0: video because Jimmy Fallon's in it, and I find it exactly. But irritating. don't
1: don't. Yeah, exactly. But you 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 assumed that that film was going to be irritating. I watched it. From the start. And you didn't give it any chance. You're like, all the songs are rubbish, which is like ridiculous. And the songs are not rubbish. And yeah, you might not like the kids. And I understand if you don't like the kids and the fact that they're they're like bores and not cream. Oh my God. But the songs are not bad.
0: I, I didn't like them. I thought they were boring. Fine. Good. Sorry.
1: Moving on, I, I liked watched on
0: Rouge.
1: Good. That wasn't your homework, and you were not appity about it before watching it.
0: It doesn't. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay.
1: Cool. So I had to watch uh season. Just a moment. No. Seven. So I had to watch um. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 6, Episode 7, Once More with Feeling. It's the uh, musical episode of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, please. So, um, in this period of time, Buffy is uh, not very happy because she's been resurrected and she's not feeling life. And uh, everybody's trying to be kind to her. Uh, And, uh, you know, protect her because, you know, she's not being herself. And uh, I think Willow is having some problems with her girlfriend. Uh, She's using too much magic. She's using too much magic. And then Xander is engaged with his girlfriend. And then the sister keeps stealing stuff, I think.
0: There you go. They're, They're the main themes of series six.
1: Yes, and but so, Buffy was in
0: Buffy was in heaven. That's why she's upset.
1: Yeah, she's upset because she was in heaven.
0: But they all think that she was in hell.
1: Yes, so uh, it starts. Uh, normally, uh, Buffy wakes up. Everything is uh, okay, and then she goes to uh, um, a grave. And uh, she starts uh, killing demons or vampires, and she starts singing, and she starts singing how happy she is, and uh, blah blah blah. And uh, that's it. That's it. Like so, the the episode is just uh, them uh, singing, and but what they're singing is uh, things they're actually feeling and that they haven't talked about, and um, which is uh, quite fun. And um yeah. Uh, it's it's a fun episode. It's really like I, I, I can understand why you like it. Um it's uh it's different from other episodes, I guess, because you know, they don't really sing in other episodes. And um
0: yeah, that's they've got true. they've got some
1: good singing. They've got some good singing from some of the characters, some not so good singing from other characters, uh <laughs> uh Saramish, <laughs> Who do you think Sarah Michelle Geller is not great at singing, but, you know, they didn't change her voice, so that's her voice. So it feels more like it's a spell rather than... Uh, There is a bit of uh, auto-tune on it, apparently. Is there? Yeah, because
0: it was... um, Alison Hannigan doesn't sing in it at all, and she said afterwards if she'd known that they could do sort of post-production effects on the voices to make them better, Mm. like happened to, apparently, Sarah Michelle Geller, she might have agreed to do a bit more singing. But, yeah, Mm. she's not... But they offered Sarah Michelle Geller a voice... Like, they... Offered to have somebody sing, you know, dub her lines or whatever. Mm. And she wanted to do it herself because obviously it's a big emotional episode for the character. And she wanted, she didn't want somebody else to have those lines or whatever.
1: So uh, I thought, I thought it was, it was good. The songs were were good and is in a classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, episode, uh, you know, remind you of like, late 90s early 2000s uh and it was it was good it was fun to watch it and uh if i if i if there's another lockdown here i might start watching it again as well because i thought it was really good the only thing i did not like was the kiss at the end with spike god that was awful that was an awful <laughs> kiss like if you have to if you ever do the the top five awful kiss on screen that is one of them that was horrib- horrendous Like, it does no feeling whatsoever between those two, and you can feel it, and there's no chemistry. Like, I remember, you know, her and Angel, there used to be, like, some chemistry, but then you go, why is Buff even interested in this guy? They're so not... I don't know. And then they kiss. I was like, oh, that was awful. But, you know, they love each other,
0: which is good. Well, I don't know. That's the first time they kiss ever in it, and then it builds on the relationship quite a lot as it goes on past that. So I so I think that they... Struggle with chemistry at the start, but I think it does end up becoming a bit more of an
1: okay. interesting was, relationship. Yeah, no, no, it was good. It was uh, it was interesting, and also like the fact that in in the nineties they were talking about you know being gay uh, already, which is good um, because you know there's still you know, there's still controversy when there's like too many too much gayness around, and uh, no, it was Well, good.
0: I think that um, it's not in that episode, but the first ever episode where. Uh, Willow and Tara Kiss on Screen was the first ever same-sex lesbian kiss on network TV in America.
1: And that's in the nineties, isn't it? Like late nineties. So I think so it was late. Early
0: but... noughties, but yeah, like yeah. pretty yeah. Yeah. Pretty recent.
1: But no, it was good. It was it brought back memories and some nostalgia of when, you know, I used to be in college and watching watch it. And I think I, I have watched that episode uh but um, cuz i remember th- i remember the song uh that she sings with willow uh where when one where willow sings with her girlfriend um yeah yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that one and i remember uh when they're in the um, uh I, I just remember various things so i'm not sure if i watched the entire episode or was long ago but yeah no i enjoyed it it was nice it's good fun good fun episode and uh yeah it was good
0: was there a song that stood out? Was there any, like, standout track?
1: I think we, the ones that st- stood out was when the Willow's girlfriend, which I can't remember her name, Pay
0: Tara. Tara. Tara,
1: when she sang, because her voice is amazing.
0: Yeah, she was like the secret weapon of that episode, people said. Nobody knew yeah. that she had such a good voice.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought her songs were really good, and like through, a walk through the fire was quite good. Like the song at the end where they all go walk through the fire, you know that bit where like, they're like it's...
0: we'll be hand in hand, and then they they they, they uh, oh. yeah yeah that sorry. was pretty
1: cool. That was a pretty <laughs> cool song. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, no, it's a it's a good episode. You know, it's 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 good that you can watch something without watching all the episodes. Understand it's, it, it could be it could be a stand alone episode. And yeah, what just I a reasonable
0: liked... job of. Yeah. Kind of everything you need to know is there.
1: Yeah. And what I liked was just the the, the demon, which is so funny. Like it's the classic prosthetics of that era. Like in charm, yeah. they used very similar ones and in just just kind of like this kind of standard demon looking guy. <laughs> it's quite funny. That was he was really good as well. He was a good singer.
0: Oh, he's um, like a Broadway guy, apparently. Yeah. I think. he's like a real yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I remembered that um, Buffy's sister. Then she was in Gossip Girl. I didn't realize that she was. She was the same person. Oh, really,
0: Michelle Trachtenberg?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I didn't cool. know that. I like her. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't like her character in it, but I, I really like Dawn. I Think she's
1: good. I, well, she's a bit problematic, isn't she? She's not.
0: Well, like she's a bit whingy and whiny, but I'm like yeah. The characters in Buffy are, are a bit older than me, but I'm like the same age as dawn or like when mm-hmm. i was watching it i was dawn's age if you see what i mean so yeah. i kind of n- not necessarily identified with her. i don't know i just i i don't know I, she's not a perfect character and she's got like things people dislike about it but i i like her. i like dawn
1: yeah yeah but no I, I enjoyed watching it it was it was fun it was good um yeah i just like kind of like I, I always found even when i watched it when i was um Younger, kind of the awkward act acting. Sometimes I have like some really awkward moments. that kind of made it makes it quite natural, Buffy. Right. Yeah, but I'm not sure if the, I don't know. Yeah, I just remember that when I was when I watched it. But yeah, it's good. I liked it.
0: Yeah, it's quite it's cheesy at times.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, definitely. Sure. Oh, that's good. Cool. Good. 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 That's homework then.
1: But, uh, by the way, where's Buffy's mom?
0: Oh, she's dead.
1: Okay. About she that.
0: dies in season 5.
1: Okay.
0: Bye-bye. In a ho- horrible episode called The Body that I will not ever talk about. Okay. It's it's just <laughs> awful. It's so upsetting. I cried four times watching it recently.
1: Oh. And it's awesome.
0: it's like four four long scenes in a row and each scene is heartbreak. Anyway, it's awful. Um <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> awful. Just um but like good like probably the best episode really, but also just horrible and I can't <laughs> even think about it without being upset five four three
1: two one our top five
0: so let's move on to the most difficult list we've ever had to write. <sighs> Our top five <laughs> 90s so, films
1: So hard I I yep. oh, I finished it just like Three seconds before we started recording Basically
0: Yeah I had it and then it the my f- number five entry Changed yeah. at the last second um, Yeah Because I decided I couldn't leave this film out Okay um, It was almost a list of five action films as well Because <laughs> oh, For me the 90s start... is like the era of the action movie Yeah for
1: sure. Comedy and action like Yeah. And what I, what I decided, because I went uh if anybody well I you George introduced me a few years ago to this site called Letterboxd where you can lo- log all your films on We it. have a link to our letterboxed
0: on our in the show notes.
1: Yes, and it's a great website and really helped me this time. And uh I I didn't realise until this time that you could look at um the uh when it was, the eras. So I went to the 90s and I watched 259 films released in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, how am I going to choose five from 259 films? It was so hard. But I don't know how you did it. I went with the ones that I felt more the 90s for me and were particularly good, like for me, are classic 90s films rather than films that maybe are not so 90s. I don't know. I so think hard. similar. Yeah.
0: Similar. Mine are all like early to mid 90s as well. Yeah. So yeah, okay. like proper 90s era films. Um, that exemplify For example, it. there's one
1: of my favorite films that's like pop fiction, but I didn't put it in because I don't feel like that's a 90s film. That's a Quentin yeah. Tarantino film. Yeah. And that's that's kind of like what I mean when I said I put 90s films in that like they feel like the era we were in yeah, yeah, yeah. at that time.
0: Mine was, uh, my list was five action movies and then it was two comedies and three action movies. And now it's one psychological thriller, one comedy and free action films. So nice. It's slightly more varied than it was nice. when I first wrote it.
1: Yeah. Um, mine, mine changed constantly. And,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then my, my honorable mentions list is, is silly. <laughs> so let's just yeah. see how we do. So okay. should we start my number five?
1: Yeah, number five.
0: My number five is 1991's The Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Very
1: nice.
0: Yeah, directed by Joe Dante. Uh, It is the tale of FBI agent Clarice Starling in her attempts to track down the serial killer known as Buffalo Bill. She is put in touch with the captured serial killer Hannibal Lecter and goes to interview him to find out if he can help track down Um, the elusive Buffalo Bill stars Jodie Foster who we talked about earlier Um, all all grown up (laughs) as Clarice Starling Uh, yes she's a lady now and she's Clarice Starling Um, Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter and Ted Levine as Buffalo Bill along with a host of other brilliant 90s character actors it's iconic I'm sure if you're listening to our podcast there's there's a good probability you've seen it obviously the highlight of the movie is Hannibal Lecter as Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter the the interrogation scenes between um, Clarice and Hannibal are amazing and it was my favourite film for quite a long time and I love serial killer films which is an odd sentence but I really enjoy serial killer movies and the 90s had its fair share but for certain um, nothing. there's nothing that beats The Silence of the Lambs it is a fantastic film so much fun Ha Auntie Hopkins performance is an all-time perfect performance. It's one of those rare sort of horror type movies that actually managed to win Oscars. It's just brilliant. I love it. And I think you were frozen for a moment there.
1: Yeah. But I managed to hear uh, most yeah.
0: of you. Oh, that's fine. Um so, have <laughs> you seen it?
1: No. No.
0: You haven't seen *Science of the Lambs. No. no. Why?
1: Because it looks terrifying. And I know it will be terrifying because Anthony I don't Hopkins know. is I mean, terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, he's, like, just the, watching him doing his scene and, I don't know, it just feels terrifying in the sense of, like, how, I'm sure there's no, like, blood or anything. Just how what Anthony, know, Hopkins blood face, in Anthony, Anthony Hopkins' face is terrifying in it. Like, I don't think I could sleep. So I haven't watched it. <laughs> I've watched, I might watch it one day you know it's on my on my list of watching films i need to watch but i never no
0: i would oh you should you should definitely get around to seeing it. it it is it is i can see how you could see it it is scary but it's also it's not an outright horror film it's more of a thriller
1: yeah uh, yeah a psychological thriller that will yeah, make yeah. you more terrified than a horror film
0: not me personally but yeah sure um <laughs> yeah it's great so just for my own um Enjoyment. I wrote out a quote to go with each film. Uh, so my quote for The Science of the Lambs is, I ate his liver with some fava beans oh. and a nice Chianti.
1: Oh, duh. <laughs> like, see, even if you haven't watched the film, you know that. Oh. Yeah,
0: it's great. It's a great bit. Oh. Um, so yeah, that's my number five, The Science of the Lambs. It's great. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. Please watch it. What's your number five, Alex?
1: My number five is an awesome 90s 90s films that are films is an, a great 90s film 90s film today i can't speak i think most of mine today are comedies cuz i feel maybe with me the 90s are like comedies are is their best silly comedies so my yeah. number 5 is 1993 Film, Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: Ooh, what a choice!
1: Ah, oh, I I was not sure if to put this, and then I watched I watched clips and I watched trailers and I read, and I was like, this is the best film ever. It's so <laughs> silly, but so good, so funny. Um, it, um, it stars Robin Williams, uh, Sally Field, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Harry Fiirstein, and then all the kids, which uh, I can't remember their names, but
0: it's a question. Isn't Ma- a Matilda's in it? Isn't she? Is Matilda one of the yeah, kids? Yeah, Matilda's in
1: it. Yeah, uh, Mara Wilson. I
0: wish I remembered her name, Mara Wilson. Yeah. Mara Wilson. That's it. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's um, the story about uh, this uh, father uh that after uh uh like a bad birthday for his son uh his uh wife uh, uh decides to divorce him and uh he really loves his kids and he can only see them once a week and when he sees his wife put an ad for a nanny he decides to um you know uh transform into Mrs. Doubtfire the perfect nanny <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's amazing uh it's uh it's a really really good film and it's uh there's a lot of slapstick comedy uh I love uh Robin Williams in the 90s he was amazing you know in you know you had to choose between well I had to choose between Jumanji, Hook (laughs) it's like well but I think Mrs. Doubtfire is um classic 90s films that I don't think can be done again and I think that's another choice that I made I don't think the this kind of film will be able to be done again in such a beautiful way.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. probably not. And um, it's hard to. There's not really another Robin Williams, is there? Like, there's no one else that could make, like, Mrs. Doubtfire. Like a lot of his best movies, as well as being really funny, is kind of really yeah. upsetting and sad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he, he really was sort of, such a. Sorry. Yeah, tragic side
0: keep... to his. There's always a tragic side to his films. I feel like, or like his yeah. best films.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think is really, really, really good and funny. And you know, one of my favorite scenes I've always been when, uh, this um uh the so uh the uh, social services has to go to, uh, his house, and uh, he hasn't got a mask on. And he has to put this his face in the pie in the fridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a face mask, and apparently it was dripping, and it was not it was not it like that was not supposed to be dripping, but it did, and it kept it in, and it's just like I don't know, it's just <laughs> a really nice film that just brings really nice memories. And yeah, uh, no, that's totally yeah. fair. Yeah, and it's a great nineties movie. Yeah.
0: I think for me, I would have picked. I think I'd pick Jumanji if I was picking a Robin Williams film, but that's just because mm. of my love of horror and adventure movies. Yeah. Because I found Jumanji really scary when I watched it as a child. It's like a really okay. terrifying. It is. It
1: is but that's, really And
0: it's also not as funny. So I'm not, yeah, I mean, obviously Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire is your choice and it's amazing, but yeah. Jumanji is the Robin Williams movie that sticks with me, for sure. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. My number five. What's your number four?
0: number five, a good choice. My number five is also a comedy. Um, And I love Robin Williams, but this (laughs) guy is the guy who like ruled the 90s when it came to comedies for me. And um, Mm. of all his movies, I've picked the one that just for me personally sticks with me the most, even though I think it's not one of his most popular. I've gone with 1994's Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, starring Jim Carrey. Yeah uh the second ace ventura movie
1: yeah that's the second one yeah
0: yeah yeah which for me is i've watched it more than the first one i mean it's Mm. about so ace ventura is a pet detective which doesn't mean anything really but he's a pet detective who is hired by um he's hired by someone to go to i can't remember where does he go in the film hang on
1: Was it not? I can remember.
0: Like it says, he he's summoned to Africa, but that's such a, it's like saying you've been summoned to Europe. Like it's a really fake. Yeah. <laughs> like I was I was gonna criticize the first Ace and movie because it's got this horrible transphobic sequence at the end where they make this huge joke about a character that's just you wouldn't it wouldn't happen today, and it, it's aged really badly. And like yeah. that's part of the reason why I'd pick. Pick this one over the first one, but then the way they treat Africa and sort of tribes, people and stuff is is is, is also incredibly like dismissive and um, not not great and wouldn't happen to. So, you can, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> he's summoned to Africa to find a missing bat. Basically, that's the plot of the film. Yeah. Um, it stars Jim Carrey obviously along with Simon Callow, uh, Ian McNeese and Sophie Okonedo. It says here, and it's sort of just the silliest film ever (laughs) it's just it's just it's just an opportunity for jim carrey to be endlessly ridiculous it opens with an amazing scene of him trying to get a slinky all the way down the steps of this huge steps of this enormous temple (laughs) it gets all the way and there's just like one step left it's like ah so close and then um when he's in africa there's my favourite, the bit, a couple of scenes I remember. One is when he's driving this jeep uh, to this um, colonial house or whatever in the middle of this jungle. He's driving this jeep through the jungle and he starts singing "Chitty Chitty Bang Bang," and he's just screaming "Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang," and then and he he flips the car and it just spins through the air and then crashes and smashes right into this parking space in this in this car park. And then he just looks out the window and goes like a glove. And that's my that's my quote for this film. And that's the moment I always remember the most. I love that bit. Like a glove. And the bit where he sees uh, a lady wearing fur and attacks her husband because he looks like the Monopoly man is also amazing. So, yeah. I assume you've seen Ace Ventura when yeah. nature calls, Alex.
1: Yeah. That's a silly, like silly it? film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you cannot dislike Ace Ventura films. You know, they're no. silly, they're funny and, yeah, absurd as well.
0: They are completely absurd. Yeah, when he bends over yeah. and talks out of his bum, that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> it's such a 90s film, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's so 90s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, The bit where, there's a bit where Simon Callow is presenting to Ace Ventura with, like, um, an overhead projector, which doesn't really mm. exist anymore, but when they'd, like, put it up on the wall and project an image... And um, he stands in front the image, and Jim Carrey just like reaches up and does uh, shadow puppets of tweaking his nipples. <laughs> and then Simon Callow sees what he's doing and pulls his vest closed. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous. It but I, yeah. I I love Ace Ventura when nature calls. So that's my that's my number Even four the... pick. How about you?
1: Nice. I like it. Um, my number you. four pick is probably the silliest film on my list. Um, I had to put it because it's. Uh, uh it's an action comedy film and there's a lot of stereotypes in it which uh I don't condone but it's part of kind of 90s action films I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you sure. Know, the bad the bad uh Middle Eastern man, the sexy Asian woman, you know. Um and this film is a 1994. True
0: Lies. Oh, True <laughs> Lies. Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Yeah. So it's a film directed by James Cameron and is uh, um, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, which I love. the th- The weird thing is, I think I've only seen this film in Italian. Yeah. And today I was watching clips from it, and I was like, I Arnold Schwarzenegger has got like the thickest accent like he never changed his accent did he
0: oh no yeah yeah and he's meant to be playing like an american-born spy in this film isn't he yeah it's great yeah it's it.
1: amazing it's so sick so i i after watching him like sp- trying to speak in an american accent i was like this film is even better uh <laughs> so uh so uh the owner schwarzenegger harry tasker um has a double life so um he's uh, he's a secret agent. Um, uh, with, I'm uh, um, that can do anything. And, uh, but is because it's secret at home, he has to, he pretends to be a computer salesman. Um, his wife gets uh, really bored of him not being at home and, uh, uh, and leading a boring life, uh, that um, she uh, finds kind of uh, comfort in a man that tells him that he's a secret agent, uh, tells her he's a secret agent. And uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger finds this out, um, he uh, decides to um, kind of like give us some excitement. But then him and his wife actually get kidnapped and then there's a big thing. It's beautiful. Uh, And then there's like action and there's bombs and there's nuclear bombs and there's like helicopter scenes where uh, Jamie Lee curtains hangs with this little black dress from a helicopter. Apparently she did everything herself which is amazing.
0: She's incredible.
1: Uh, she danced, she tangles with him. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful.
0: He jumps a horse off a roof. <laughs> 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 he jumps a horse off a skyscraper. <laughs> it's it's just, ludicrous.
1: It's just It's just a perfect, for me, 90s action comedy film where anything can happen. It's silly. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's got everything that you possibly want from a film. Yeah. And I love it. I love True guys.
0: Their daughter is played by Eliza Dushku, who plays Faith in Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Uh Aha! So
0: there's a connection.
1: Wow! That's
0: you can keep that. That's for you.
1: Thank you very much. You're welcome.
0: And uh, my my mum loves that film. And the bit that she always talks about that, that just makes her laugh so much is just the image of Arnold Schwarzenegger walking a small dog.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know. Like in Italian, it made so much sense to cast Arnold Schwarzenegger in that film. But then watching it, I'm like, what? why how how did he But that is that is his
0: whole career is just him playing Americans and just having to accept that he's got an Austrian accent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like a really thick one. He still has it. He's been in yeah. America for years. But yeah. yeah, no it's uh it's it's a good film. It's got like bad stereotypes and they're not correct but it's just such like n- not a 90s film that I just yeah. had to put in and I love it.
0: I think the thing that really makes it a 90s action film as well is that it's seven days long.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
0: such a long... And action movies in the 90s had no issues being, like, two and a half hours long, even though it's such a silly... It's not like a big... It doesn't have a complex story that needs all that time. It just decides it wants to be two and a half hours long, so it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's good. great.
1: So good. But yeah. What's your number Three.
0: Uh, my number three pick is a um, a James Bond film. Ooh. Yeah, so the second Pierce Brosnan film of the list, as he was the Bond of the 90s. Yep. I've, of course, gone with 1995's Golden Eye. Ooh. Yeah. The first James Bond film of the Pierce Brosnan era. It's sort of, you know, after a few years away in the cold... Uh, after the not totally successful Timothy Dalton era, James Bond was brought mm. back with a bang in the mid 90s with Pierce Brosnan going up against Sean Bean as a rogue um, agent who wants to use a big satellite to cause a global financial meltdown. All he needed to really do was wait about 10 years, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> if he'd just waited about a decade, he'd have got what he wanted. <laughs>
1: Maybe he did it anyway.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe that's, that's maybe was, maybe what's maybe actually been what happening recently is James Bond has been failing his missions.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like everything is coming up now,
0: you know. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Viruses under and uh, not under control, financial crashes, you know.
0: Yeah, no, completely. Um, Bond needs to sort himself out. Really, pick, pick, pull himself together. Get back to it. Um, Yeah, directed by Martin Campbell, starring Pierce Brosnan, Sean Bean, Judi Dench, Isabella Skorupko, Famke Janssen, Jodan Baker. It's sort of the... It's the classic Pierce Brosnan Bond movie. It's brilliant. It's got a great theme tune by Tina Turner. Uh, And I just remember watching... Like, when I was growing up, ITV used to show a James Bond film. I think it was every Saturday they'd show one Bond film in order and I used to watch them with my granddad, and he'd tell me all about them and it was just a great I just used to I just loved I grew up adoring James Bond and then GoldenEye was sort of the, the Bond of my era mm. there was a great video game based on it and I just have very fond memories of it and I, I love it Have you, you won't have seen it I imagine Alex
1: no I haven't seen it
0: no, no. well
1: I know this song
0: yeah GoldenEye I like the team. GoldenEye
1: yes uh, yeah, written I like by you song. too Oh, goodness. well, written
0: by Good. written by Bono and The Edge, but performed by Tina Turner.
1: Nice, but yeah I, yeah, I haven't seen it.
0: That's a silly name for a man, The Edge. What are you doing, anyway? Why? <laughs> don't say why, as if that's a ridiculous <laughs> statement. Um, yeah, and then he made he made Tomorrow Never Dies, which is wonderful. I really love Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Price plays an evil media mogul in that movie, and it's it, again predicting the future. Um, and then The World Is Not Enough, which isn't as good, but it's great. And then Die Another Day, which is awful. And then Daniel Craig came back to save us all. But GoldenEye will always remain uh, pretty special for me. So, yeah, that's my number three pick.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Nice. I like it. Thank you. What's your next choice?
1: Uh, my number three pick is um, a film uh, called adam's family values
0: wow <laughs> okay
1: it's not the first adam's family film but it is the second adam's family films um uh, uh, starring angelica houston being amazing as always uh raul julia uh christopher lloyd oh, sorry
0: what Sorry, I don't want to dis- dis- disrupt you, but I just, I read something when I, you know, I watched Moonstruck a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I read that Cher, you know, she didn't make any more movies after Moonstruck, but she was almost in the Adams Family movies, as presumably playing um, um, Gomez and what's Gomez's, what's she called?
1: Uh, Morticia.
0: Morticia, presumably, presumably, Cher was potentially going to play Morticia at some point. Angelica Houston is amazing, but I think Cher would have also been incredible. It's interesting to think about that alternate dimension.
1: I, I cannot think about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to disrupt you.
1: No, no, it's fine. I just like it. Just it would be amazing, but also I don't think I would have loved this film as much. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, amazing. You you blew my mind actually. Can you imagine if Cher was Morticia
0: Adams? I, well, I would Angelica Houston is. It's not as if they got a bad one instead. Like Angelica Houston is perfect as Morticia. It's
1: perfect, and that's the thing. That's what like. I, but I, you're right. Maybe Cher would have been amazing as well.
0: Cher, I think Cher could have done something incredible with it as well. Like Cher is so good in Moonstruck. I'm now convinced of her genius completely. So. <laughs> I could see uh, it. I could totally see it. And they should have mm-hmm. got Nick Nick Cage to play Gomez, and that would have been a perfect Adams <laughs> family thing. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Uh, but yeah, so uh Christopher's Lloyd, and then there's Christina Ricci um, and uh her brother's not as famous. Chim, uh, Jimmy Workman. And then in this one, there's also Joan Cusack.
0: Oh, she I love. is something I else love. in this film.
1: Yeah. So uh this film um is uh, boy, about about the Adams family which is like a very strange family. Uh but this one is um the the Morticia and uh, Gomez have a new baby, um a pubert and his older siblings Wednesday and Pugsley uh keep trying to murder him. So they decide to get a nanny, uh Debbie, uh to um uh to protect him. Uh and then and so but they don't know that Debbie is an actual serial killer, uh who kills all of her husbands. Um She's a black widow. She's a black widow. Yes. And um and uh and then Debbie uh, plans to marry Uncle Fester, which she does, and then try to kill him kill him, but you know, it's she can't because uh he's an Adam he's you know, part of the Adams family. But also I think well, the, the best part of the film is they go to Camp Chippewa. <laughs> Chippewa?
0: Yeah, that is this is why I love like, this movie is the, the yeah, camp scenes. like
1: yeah, the camp scenes are the best scenes and that's why I put it in because every time I think about the camp scenes I'm like, yes, baby, I love this film. And although it's a good film, I love all of it. The ones the the moments that really like I adore is when they are camp It's called Camp
0: Chippewa. Something like that. There's the bit where she fires the arrow and kills like a oh, rabbit. <laughs> so,
1: so at the end of this camp, at the end of this camp, they have to make do a play, and um, oh, yeah. and the play is about the pilgrims, and um, it all goes as planned. Uh, but then Wednesday's Pocahontas, and when the pilgrims say, "Oh, you need to come and join us for this meal," uh, she goes, "I cannot share bread with you." You have you have uh, you have killed and taught and and she goes on and on and on and then they have like there's fire they 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 throw fire arrows they they try it's beautiful it's a beautiful scene just a really really good movie. I love Wednesday. I think she's got the best lines. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> there's a scene in there in the hospital while uh, Morticia's having her baby. And there's this kid who's like, and yeah, and uh, the, stork, uh, the stork arrived and uh, they put a, uh, um, a diamond and a cabbage and there was I. <laughs> and then and then Wednesday just turns to the kid and goes, our parents had sex. It's just <laughs> perfect. It's just a perfect scene. And Is I it- just, it just...
0: Hmm? Is it in this one or the first one where her and, her and Pugsley are doing like a school play and they do it as like a jello play where they're cutting off each other's arms and blood is spraying all over the audience? I, do you remember that? I think, I think that's that the first a, one. That's the first one, I, I always one, yeah. remember that. That's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, 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 I like the first one, but I've always loved this one more. Yeah, and I like the Adams Family and I like the concept of it. And I loved Angelica Jew, Houston as Morticia. Because yeah. I used to watch the series, like the really old series on TV as well. Oh, really? When I was younger, yeah, and uh, I don't know, I just, I just love it, and but, but this one with the camp is just the perfect time, and ah, uh, it's beautiful. And Wednesday Smiles, there's a scene where Wednesday Smiles, and everybody goes, "Oh my god!" It's
0: oh so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just
1: a perfect scene, and yeah, I love it. I think it's a great film, and um, and uh, yeah, it's the, uh, and there's not much else to say about it really.
0: There's one more thing like to say. There's one more thing what? to say, Alex. Uh, The camper, the the blonde girl camper that doesn't like Wednesday. Do you remember her? Yeah. She is played by Mercedes McNabb, who plays Harmony in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So there you go. (laughs) Another connection. Beautiful. You can keep that. You can have that. That's for you.
1: Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Also, uh, it's an amazing film. I love it.
1: It's so good. It's so good. Yeah.
0: I've not seen it in years, actually. Uh, I was
1: watching all the clips today and it was just like yes this has to be going because I I, I, and another totally like 90s film because now they've done the Addams Family but they've done it in animation which I think is going to be good but I don't think you could have that kind of humor kind of edging on kind of inappropriate humor anymore and being funny I think you either have I don't know
0: I don't know. I don't want to upset you, but Tim Burton is making an Adams Family something at the moment.
1: Okay, well we'll see. It might be good.
0: He wants Gomez to be played by Johnny Depp.
1: Just don't make me vomit, please. (laughs) Sorry, I had a Johnny Depp movie in my top five, then I took it off. (laughs) He wants. He wants Johnny Depp to play Gomez. Find That's what that I was thing.
0: reading, yeah, recently. I, but I can't. I don't know if he's making a TV show or a film or mm. what. But it's not because they did do that animated movie last year that was apparently okay. And it's yeah. not that. It's some. It's some live action thing that he's doing. But um. Mm.
1: Oh, good trivia about this film. which is not trivia, but like the the light the lighting on uh, Morticia Adams was always different, which was funny because why did it have to be like that? So if you watch clips, she only has like light on her, la- her eyes, so All her right. eyes always look like really lit up and beautiful. <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but it's, it's just a really nice touch. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it. Doesn't the baby have a little mustache like Gomez as well? <laughs> <laughs> the
1: baby has a mustache. It's that's, just, that's pretty it's just good. A beautiful film. Yeah, just a beautiful film. I love it. Yeah,
0: for sure. Okay, that was your number three, right? Yeah. Cool. My number 2 is a film from 1991. It is my Arnold Schwarzenegger choice for cuz you got to have an you got to have an Arnie movie in your top 5. Yes. It is do 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 Terminator 2: Judgment Day. Mm. Have you seen it?
1: I think I've seen all the Terminators. <laughs> But you know, there's those films that you watch when you're a kid, on TV, and you, and then you watch it again. It's like, oh, I have seen it, but let me check Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely
1: yeah, have yeah, seen yeah, the first two. Yeah, yeah. Judgment yeah, yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen it.
0: Cool. It is a science fiction action film uh, directed by James Cameron starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, and Edward Furlong. It's a sequel to The Terminator, which came out in 1984. And I remember watching The Terminator when I was when I was pretty young, actually. I think I saw the first Terminator movie and thinking mm. it was brilliant. And then I watched Terminator 2 and I was like, oh, my God, how did they... Like, Terminator 2 is one of the most perfect movies I've ever seen. I mm. adore Terminator 2 so much. It's It's so much fun. Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor is so good in it. Like, between the first film and this film, she's become this grizzled, like, veteran who's who's yeah. got PTSD. And she's locked up in this, you know, in in, in sign asylum. Uh, Edward Furlong is kind of the big problem in the movie. He's not great, but he plays her son, John Connor, who's going to go on to be the savior of mankind um, and teaches the Terminator how to say, Has to live Easter, baby, and other things like that and the genius the pure genius is that in the first movie the T800 is the bad guy who's trying to hunt down Linda Hamilton and and kill her to stop her from yeah. giving birth to John Connor in this film the T800 it's a different one Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the good guy and Robert Patrick is the evil Kurt terminator the T1000 the liquid metal guy oh i feel terrifying Ill. i feel sick terrifying. thinking about how good it is he is terrifying that scene in the in, in the asylum when he's squeezing through the bars Oh, it's just there's a there's a great bit where like um, uh, John Connor is with the Terminator and they're trying to work out if his foster parents are still okay and they ring up the foster parents and he's like, "What's your dog called?" and he says something like Max and the Terminator says, "Oh, is Wolfie okay?" because he's using John Connor's voice and you see his foster mum go, "Oh yeah, Wolfie's just in the garden. He's fine." And then the TA just goes, your foster parents are dead. And then it cuts back and you see that she's actually the liquid metal guy and she's got this big blade through the head of the foster dad. Oh, Oh, it's amazing. And (laughs) it's gone right through the milk carton. Like, the shots are so good.
1: She's Mm. got this blade
0: that's gone through the milk carton he was drinking from. There's all milk spilling on the floor and it's coming out the end of the milk carton and going right through his head. Uh, Incidentally played by Xander (laughs) Berkeley, who plays George Mason in 24. Yes, please. Um, It is... Oh... It's it's amazing. It's so so mm. good. It's just fun. It's exciting. It's got Guns and Roses songs in it. I mean, <laughs> literally, what more could you want from the nineties <laughs> than Terminator Two: Judgment Day? There is one thing you could want more, and I'll talk about that in my number one pick. But <laughs> Terminator Two is about as good as movies get. I adore it. I could watch it just about any day of the week and be happy with it. So uh, it had to be on the list. So That's there it good is. Choice. Good Thank you. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's the absolute best. I love it. Nice. Yeah. Your yeah, That guy's are
1: terrifying. That guy's terrifying. Like I'm what I'm looking at pictures now of um the metal man, the liquid metal man. Yeah. And he looks quite sweet, doesn't he? But then you then you think about the scenes in the movie and you go, "Oh no, he's terrifying." No, no. Yeah, he just guy. has and these then dead then eyes changed. and Yeah. Oh.
0: When he's running yeah. and he runs, he he has this run where his arms are like blades just going, it's just like <laughs> yes. oh and he when he's when he's, ch- he's chasing did down did the car exactly and he the turns the same his...
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can see us, but we just did the same thing.
0: We did, we did the run on
1: camera.
0: <laughs> um uh, and then yeah, yeah. When, when he's describing how he can't I just there's just quotes from it that aren't cool quotes or anything, but I just remember like there's the bit where he's there's a bit where he's describing to John Connor how he can't how the liquid metal guy can only be basic things. He can't like be a gun or a bomb or anything, he can only be blades, and it's all just like the mythology of the movie is so exciting for like when I watched it when I was about twelve, mm-hmm. it was just all so cool. It seemed like the coolest ideas ever, like robots coming from the future to kill. And um you know, the the franchise has gone on to be, to produce a lot of, like Terminator 1 and 2 are brilliant, Terminator 3 is mm. bad, Terminator, <sighs> there was the Christian Bale one that is mostly well known for the famous meltdown audio of Christian Bale screaming at somebody on set and I can't even remember the name of it now, it's called Terminator Salvation, I think. Mm. Awful film. Then they did Terminator Genesis, which is horrific. mm <clears throat> And then about a year ago, they did Terminator Dark Fate, which I really enjoyed, and it's positioned as a direct sequel to Terminator 2 and ignores all the mm. other sequels, but it did not do well, and a lot of people hated it. So I'll be surprised if we see much more Terminator. Yeah. But we'll always have Terminator 2, and that's all, that's all we need.
1: But I think that's, that's one thing that, that gets the 90s like, action films. They don't take themselves too, too seriously, these kind yeah. of films. Like, they're good... And they're, they're, they're also terrifying, or terrifying, they're scary, they keep you on your edge, but they're not too serious. They're not yeah. like, and I feel if you do a Terminator now, now especially with Christian Bale, it's just going to be like this serious thing. And it's not supposed to be like highbrow film, it's a Terminator
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Christian Bale was not the right choice to be in a Terminator movie. Like he can't, that whole movie is a bad idea. Like it's, it's... yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And that's kind of what works about Terminator Dark Fate is it's a bit silly and a bit goofy, but Mm. that in 2019, it doesn't work in the way it did in the 90s, sadly. It does for me, but it obviously Mm. doesn't for general audiences because people were not too keen. But I love that about, that's why I I, I just love 90s action films because they're so silly and they're so goofy Mm. and they're just they don't care about reality like true lies and terminator 2 and my number one pick we'll talk about when i get to it and stuff like it's just okay it's just silly fun and that's all it needs to be yeah okay what's your number two
1: my number two is uh for me like an incredible 90s films which I actually, on Saturday night, I just listened to all the songs from it and sang them because I thought it was really good. Uh, and it's Sister Act. Oh. 1992, Sister Act. I, I haven't love seen film. it. You haven't seen this film. No. You're not going to watch as a homework because if you destroy this film, you will actually break my heart, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Hopefully you haven't seen my number one. Uh but yeah. This is weird. So this is this is hey. That's weird. What?
0: Why do you think I wouldn't like it?
1: Well, I don't know, because I don't know I don't know anymore anything. Um but yeah. Uh so it stars Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Maggie Smith, uh, and lots of other people. Uh and it's about uh Dolores, uh played by Blue Blue. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg
0: Blukey
1: Blukey Blukey played by Whoopi Goldberg um, uh, she is a lounge singer in Reno, Nevada and she's the lead of uh, this uh, girl trio and uh, she uh, her boyfriend is the owner of this casino um, one night uh, she witnesses her partner um Killing someone, and uh, she needs to be put in witness protection. And what better place to put somebody in witness protection than a convent? So she gets put in witness protection in a convent, and so she has to dress like a nun. And um, and then uh, she she realizes that this convent hasn't got much money, and there's a choir in the the convent. She can sing. What can we do? so she makes the choir better, and the convent gets more people. It's just like a it's like an action comedy film. It's really, really good uh, and I love it
0: is um
1: it doesn't sound uh, like an is it an
0: action, action film?
1: Well, there are some action moments okay there are guns shot, there are nuns running away uh, there are it's it's good guns it's fine. amazing. Um the music is amazing. I love the music in it and uh it's it's a really fun, nice, happy, good film and comedy and funny. Yeah. So hmm. yeah. Uh and uh I love it. I just love everything about this film. And it just reminds me of the nineties.
0: The the second it's, one has a very clever title that I've always enjoyed, even though I haven't seen Sister it.
1: Sister Sister Act Two,
0: back in the habit.
1: Ah, uh, back in the habit. It's Sister clever. Act Two isn't an, another spectacular film. Like uh, that's good. I could have put six around six. Six around. I could have put six. Sixter.
0: <laughs> Sixter six stacked.
1: I could have put Sister Act One and Sister Act Two at the same time because Sister Act Two has got Lauren Hill in it.
0: No. Lauren really? Hill.
1: Yes, baby. Lauren uh, Hill, from The
0: Miseducation yes. of Lauren Hill?
1: Yes. Like, wow. it's a good Fugees. film.
0: That's crazy. From
1: the Fugees. Oh. And it's, it's an hour and 40 minutes of pure amazingness, this film. It's got, you know, the the thing and the twist and the action and the car. Co- oh, it's beautiful. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah Fair dues. Very really good. Yeah, and I love Whoopi Goldberg. I, I there's a lot of films in the nineties that she was in. I wish she was in more films. But yeah. yeah,
0: she's too busy presenting that chat show now.
1: Yeah, the view. The view. The view. Yeah. But yeah, it's, Which it's is a fair. good film. Yeah.
0: Cool. Good. I've not seen it, like like I said, but I no not for any choice. I just it's just one that I've never watched. But yeah. Hmm. Sounds good. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, I nearly put it anywhere my musicals day to day, but I didn't. So I thought I would put it in here.
0: What's your number That's...
1: one? I'm excited to hear your number one.
0: <sighs> my number one is a movie that I just i uh, it it flows through my veins. I love it so much. You've probably heard me and Dan talking about this movie. Um, I think you might have watched it with me and Dan. I don't remember. I watched it with Dan when we lived in Japan. I think you were there. It's the absolute best. I adore it. It's so much fun it's a Michael Bay film back from when Michael Bay made actual entertaining movies that were fun and enjoyable uh, it is 1996's The Rock
1: I don't... The Lock The Rock ah The Rock
0: The Rock starring Nicolas Cage
1: yes of Sean course I've Connery, seen it Yes.
0: Connery Ed Helms no not Ed Helms <laughs> Ed Harris, uh, who else is in it? I think David Morse, William Forsythe, Michael Bean. Uh, How to describe The Rock. Ed Harris is a sort of army man who's upset about the way that the American government has treated his army men friends. So to get back at them, he uh, steals a bunch of chemical weapons and mm. takes them to Alcatraz, the prison island off the coast of San Francisco, he takes over the prison and demands that they uh, give a load of money to the to the wid fam- widowed families of the men soldiers he knows who died. Otherwise, he's going to launch these chemical nerve gas agents over San Francisco and kill a load of people. Um, who do the FBI send to stop? They send Nicholas Cage yeah, playing Nicholas Chemical Super Freak. <laughs> FBI special agent, Dr. Stanley Goodspeed, who uh, is going to be able to stop these bombs going off or stop these missiles from being launched with his knowledge of chemical weapons. Uh, But he doesn't know the island. He doesn't know how to get into Alcatraz. They'll need someone to help. They need someone who's escaped from Alcatraz, but nobody's escaped from Alcatraz. Ah, but wait, one one man has escaped from Alcatraz, but it was all hushed up, and he's been locked away for years, not allowed to see the outside world because he's so dangerous. It is SAS Captain John Patrick Mason played by... <gasps> Sean Connery.
1: Oh, Sean.
0: Uh, the original Bond recently yeah. deceased rip a, a man who held some troubling opinions on the uh, on 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 whether or not he he should be allowed to beat his wife which is unfortunate he wasn't the nicest man but no he was he was an awful man but 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 his performance in the rock is something to behold i adore this movie um Yeah, it's great. It's really good. You've seen it, Mm. Alex.
1: Yeah, of course I have. It's so good. Like, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And silly, but so good. And yeah.
0: It's 136 minutes long. It's so long. There's probably about 45 minutes before they even go to Alcatraz where they have this ludicrous car chase through the streets of San Francisco where, like, this tram goes off its rails and is screaming down the hill. And my favourite bit of the entire film is in this car chase where Nicolas Cage steals a Ferrari, chases mm. after Sean Connery in it, crashes the Ferrari, gets out and stands up. And this kid on a bike goes, dude, you just totaled your Ferrari. And Nicolas Cage, the coolest man in the world, just goes, it's not mine and takes this kid's bicycle <laughs> and steals his bike and cycles away on it and it i will, i want to be i want to be in a 1% as cool as Nicolas Cage is in that moment when he crashes a ferrari and says it's not his oh, i'd love it um and yeah there's there's a there's a million other quotes that are just perfect and wonderful but but um But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's my favourite 90s action film. It's it's over the top, Mm. ludicrous, ridiculous. Yeah. It's not based on any, it's not a sequel to anything. It's not based on any existing franchise. It's just its own original thing about having to go and sneak into Alcatraz. Oh, and I love it. I love it. (gasps) I love it. It's so good. John C. McGinley, who plays Dr. Cox in Scrubs, is in it in a tiny role which is yeah. always a fun little bit to be like, "Ah, oh, that's Dr. Cox, look at him. That's Dr. Cox. There's a bit at the end where Ed Helms is going, I will not repeat that order. You must repeat that order. I will not repeat that order. And they're screaming at each other because they're men and they have things to do. It's a very masculine film. <laughs> but I like it a lot. So, yeah, that's my number one pick, The Rock.
1: It's a great film, and I, w- I just I, I
0: wish that Michael Bay would go back to making films like this instead of Transformers movies and all the other kind of franchise films he's doing nowadays. Mm. I wish he'd make more yeah. ridiculous action films. Although he did yeah. actually, he made a film called Six Underground for Netflix, and it's so bad, it's so unreasonably un- terrible. So, do you know what? Maybe wow. he's just not quite got it anymore. Another movie no. that could have made my list is Bad Boys. That's another Michael Bakes ab- mm. absolute smash. But no, the rock is the rock yeah. is for me. What's your it's number one choice? Fail.
1: It's amazing how we are like for me 90s is comedy, and for you, 90s is action. Yeah, definitely. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So my number one is um, a nineteen ninety-six film called The First wives club uh, right <laughs> yeah have you ever seen it
0: no I've, I, I remember looking at the cover of the videotape in yeah. Blockbuster a lot
1: ah uh, well Um. it's uh, it's I've got an incredible cast Gordie Horn Bette Midler Diane Keaton uh, Maggie Smith Sarah Jessica Parker Dan Hayada hedaya um Stokat Chenning from Greece, uh, Victor Garber.
0: Oh, I love Victor Very good. Garber.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I'm um, and excited. It's got really good cast. And it's about um, uh, these college friends, really good friends. And then they, uh, after graduating, they went their separate lives. And they only got reconnected because one of them, their four friends, one of them uh, commits suicide and uh then the three women reconnect and they uh they're all separated or divorced, and uh they uh <laughs> which um and they they realize they've they've helped their husbands to climb the ladder of success, but then once they reach that that success, their husbands all broke up with them for like younger younger women
0: uh-huh.
1: um, yeah and uh, but they want to so getting together they uh, want to try and turn this into um, something that might help other people so uh, they uh, they find a plan to try and take as much money away from their partners and then that's the story basically um, it's a Really fun film, and uh for the time really uh women female power it it just just because these women uh fight fight for something and then in the end there's like something different but um it's really really, really good, and there's some golden comedy moments from uh Gordy horn and Bette Midler that is just. I was watching scenes there and I was crying with laughter because it's just so good. And Goldie Hawn takes the make out of herself and it talks about how, uh, you know, women, um, uh, you know, the older they get, the more they have to change. And it's just a really, really fun, films and fun, fil- fun film and excellent. And I think that's, for me, the 90s in a little in a little bubble.
0: Interesting. I've never, I never hear people yeah. talk, I, like I know of the film, who's seeing it in Blockbuster mm. for years, which is like a real good yeah. example of what makes a movie a 90s film. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: But I never hear people talking about it. I would never didn't, so I'm really surprised and intrigued to hear that it's your number one choice. That's interesting. Oh,
1: but it's just so funny. Like, that's the thing. I watched it bri- The first time I watched it, I watched it. I was big. I watched it begrudgingly. Is that the word? Yeah. B. Begrudgingly. 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 My mom was like, "Oh, I want to watch this film," and I like you. I looked at the of the um, at the cover and I was like, "Oh, this looks like boring." And then after what that, I watched it about a lot of times. (laughs) A lot of times, you know, like every single moment of the film It's just. It's just so good. And there's some slapstick moments where they like throw things and they scream at each other that are just like funny, like really funny, funny moments. And um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Ivana, Ivana Trump makes a cameo because she's a first wife. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And uh, I, I don't know. I just I think this is the first one I put in. 'Cause I found this process of finding nineties films so hard, so I had to like put like lots of uh walls around me. Like I'm not gonna put films, Quentin Tarantino films, I'm not gonna put these films. But um this one was like, Yeah, this is going in because it's so good.
0: Cool. No, nice. Right, good. That's our list then. We're yeah. done. Yeah. We're done. I'm done. Shall we go through them was... one more time?
1: Yes. Cool. Let's do it.
0: So my list was number five, The Silence of the Lambs. Number four, Ace Ventura, yeah. When Nature Calls. Number three, Golden Eye. Number two, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And number one, The Rock.
1: Ooh. Mm. My top five, number five, Mrs. Doubtfire. Number four, True Lies. Number three, The Adams Family Values. Number two, Sister Act. And number one, The First Wives Club. Nice. Now, oh, the honourable mentions are ridiculous. Yeah, I've got. am not.
0: <laughs> I've got a list here of honourable mentions. I'll try and get through them nice and quickly. Um, yeah. First of all, I've got the film that got bumped off my list uh, to make way for Science of the Lambs was Galaxy Quest. Okay. Have you seen Galaxy Quest?
1: No, I don't think it's so. It's an
0: amazing. You well, it. It's it's a, it's a parody of Star Trek um, films starring Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver and Alan Rickman.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a really good film. Um, Okay. But in the end, I just, I I wanted to put some sounds on there. So, yeah. Then we've got The Matrix. Yes. Of course. The Blair Witch Project.
1: Oh, yes. I saw that at the cinema. You
0: saw that at the cinema? Yeah. I'm surprised you're alive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, when did it come out? 1999. I was, I was 14. Wow. And uh, I I think the boy I liked went, was going to see it. And so I was like, I'll go and see it as well. Nice. And I, I, I basically, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't swear, but <laughs> I did. I don't know. I, I, I found it terrifying. Yeah, I,
0: it's one of the few horror movies that really scares me. I think it's... And, and you know
1: where I live. Yeah. Like George knows where I live, and I live in a house in the middle of the woods, basically. <laughs> <laughs> when I came home, I was like, "Oh God!"
0: Yeah. Yeah, that bit right at the terrifying. end, where that boy, that man's just stood in the corner staring at the oh, oh, it's so, no, scary. No. oh
1: was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying, um, but I really like that boy.
0: <laughs> um, you yeah, must have really liked him. <laughs> So then I've got Event Horizon, Heat hmm. Heat, Groundhog Day, Leon, Ooh, yes. The Truman mm-hmm. Show, Fight Club, oh, yes. Scream, mm-hmm. Ghost Watch, yeah. The Exorcist Free, mm. Space Jam, Being John Ooh, Malkovich, yeah. mm-hmm. Ten Things I Hate About You, yeah. Which I I only watched oh, Re- I only that, watched that last year actually, and it's amazing. I love yeah, that movie. I, mm. Uh Candyman. Snake Eyes, okay. The Fugitive, mm-hmm. Death Becomes Her. If we're talking about Goldie Horn, that's my oh, Goldie Horn movie. Oh, so
1: good. That film, yeah, that's so that's good. That's a great that's movie. That's such a good film.
0: Uh, Ringu, the Japanese, uh, The Ring, Ringu. Yeah. Con Air, another Nicolas Cage classic. My Cousin Vinny. Have you seen My Cousin Vinny? I don't think so. It's where so. Joe Pesci plays like an Italian-American lawyer who goes to like Southern America, like a Southern American state, like Nebraska or somewhere uh and it's mm. uh, it's a great movie you would like my cousin vinny very good film okay uh and it's always it's a very silly comedy but it's always held up apparently in um law schools as being like one of the best examples of like real legal work being done on film if that makes sense um wow. even though it's like a comedy okay. it's a great film audition in the mouth mm-hmm. of madness analyze this the parent trap the parent trap alex
1: the Parent Trap. I love that it's film. Such a good it's film. so good, and they're a camp. I love camp films. Exactly. That's what was
0: I was thinking when place. you were talking about Adam family values. I was thinking about the Parent Traps. So I was like, I love movies set at yeah. camp. Why do I like camp films? So, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Austin Powers.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, here's one that was hard not to put in my top five: Train Spotting.
1: Oh yes. Uh,
0: Castle Freak, uh, Office Space, Bad Boys. The Only Fools and Horses movie, Miami Twice,
1: okay, Casino,
0: The Iron Giant, mm-hmm. Home Alone, yeah. The Nightmare Before Christmas, <gasps> Saving yeah. Private Ryan, The Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. Fargo, yeah. Seven, Men in Black, <gasps> Romeo and Juliet, and American Pie.
1: Oh, Romeo plus Juliet. Romeo
0: plus Juliet, yeah, the Baz Luhrmann one, and American Pie. That's my honourable mentions list. It could be American much longer.
1: Pie. American Pie was basically the pioneer of all the... It was so good, wasn't yeah. it? Like, if they just made American Pie, that would have been enough. That was perfect. And then they started doing other things. But American Pie was just so good. Uh, so I'm just going to say some stuff that you didn't say. Um, what you said? Ah, Robin Hood, Men, Men in Tights.
0: I don't like Mel Brooks films, film. so it's not my list.
1: Okay. Oh, uh, Armageddon
0: Nice. Did you say it? No, I didn't say it. I, I, it's the no. it's the one Marco. It, no, it's a good film. It's a good film. Yeah.
1: Uh Clueless. Love Clueless. Never seen it. Very good film. Um, Muriel's Wedding. I think I've seen it. It's uh you might enjoy it, is a film with um Has it got Tony
0: Collette in it? What's Oh is that Yeah, Tony yeah, Collette yeah,
1: yeah. as like is oh it's such a weird film Australia. really, really good. Yeah, it's an Australian film and when I watched it it was the first it's the first film I watched with Tony Collette she looks totally different oh, really? from what she looks like now and it's so good um, Face Off
0: Oh yeah, that should that be that yeah, film. that should be in my list actually Love it
1: Face Off is amazing uh, Pleasantville
0: Oh, is that Brendan Fraser? Uh, or Toby Maguire?
1: Toby, Ma- Toby Maguire uh, likes this uh, uh, TV series that's all black and yeah. white and then his him and his sister magically go in and, and then they turn the, the world in colour. Ah oh, is so good. Um uh, The Green Mile. Oh nice. Uh Human Traffic.
0: I haven't seen you know, that human- film.
1: Really good film about people going to a rave. Yeah, it
0: that got John it?
1: <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I just love that film. Nice one, brother. Uh Lost in Space, nineteen ninety eight. Oh, okay. With, oh, I love that film. It's so weird it's and silly. bizarre. Um, Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Ooh, okay. Oh, uh, and then oh, I think I think, but that's it because the rest you probably just already said. Because, um, yeah,
0: yeah, cool. And then was there any
1: other? Ah, um, Edward Scissorhands
0: mm.
1: was on my list, but I took it out. Uh, because um yeah and practical magic
0: all oh, right i don't think i've seen practical it's hocus pocus from the 90s yes that's a pretty good film
1: i think so that's a really good film
0: isn't
1: it yeah oh 90s films are good i it took me so long to make this list i'm sorry if i left anything yeah, out yeah it was it was a, it was a good 90s era 90s for films. for cinema yeah independence day oh, independence, independence day. day that's 90s film oh,
0: yeah Will Smith yeah. Will Smith Arnold Schwarzenegger Robin Williams Jim Carrey Yeah and and yeah they were they were good yeah. good people Yeah Yeah Okay so homework time
1: homework time
0: So there's two movies in my list that you haven't seen Yeah Um I could set your golden eye which I know is easier <laughs> for you to watch and I will if that's what you want but I think there's a much stronger chance of you actually liking The Science of the Lambs.
1: Fine. Would
0: you take The Science of the Lambs as your homework?
1: Well, I, I really, I am not a James Bond fan, so I think I'd rather be scared yeah, than James Bond. Yeah, that's what I figured. Bond.
0: So, Science of the Lambs.
1: So, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs.
0: But also, um, just because Alan Rickman's in it and I can't believe you haven't seen it, put Galaxy Quest on your list just to watch at some point. I think okay. you like that movie. But yeah, the signs okay. of the lambs.
1: Okay, mine. You haven't seen Sister Act or the First Wives Club? Yeah, and I will happily um, accept either. Okay. Um I I don't know. Like I feel like First Wives Club's I think you more likely wouldn't watch the First Wives Club mm. Club. So I think you should watch that okay. one. Okay,
0: that's absolutely fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I think you should watch Sister Act too, because if you haven't seen it, Oh, it's so good. And sister, sister act, and sister act 2. Back in the habit, because back in the habit, yeah, hey, I'll always but, like but yeah, that. Yeah, I think you should watch. <laughs> but yeah, the first Wives club. But...
0: Yeah, cool.
1: And I love Gordy Horn. She doesn't do enough. Like
0: no, that's so why I was a bit disappointed by the um, that Christmas Chronicles Part Two movie I talked about a week or so mm. ago. Um, yeah, where she plays Mrs. Claus because. I wanted to really, and she's good in it, but it's not a very good movie. Okay, so that was a great episode of Culture Bucket. Ah, oh, what what times we have had! <laughs> Hope you've had a good time listening this week, uh, as we've gone back to the nineties for a bit and uh, argued about musicals, but it's been a good one. If I had to recommend anything from our uh, Culture Catcher today, I'd say go and check out Ghosts the uh, the BBC sitcom Ghosts from the Horrible Histories team. It is. Absolutely. Five, five out of five. Perfect. How about yes. you, Alex?
1: Uh, I, if I had to recommend anything today, it would be uh, the film Our Beloved Wife by Shinodachi. I think it's a really funny film uh, about uh, unmarital, non-marital non marital
0: <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yeah. Uh, sounds great. So thank you for joining us today. We love you very much. Please do check out our social medias. Uh, All links to all our social media channels can be found in the show notes for the podcast, as can links to everything we discuss in Culture Catch-Up. And uh, join us. Please come back next week when we're going to be staying firmly in the 90s and talking about music. We're going to be doing our top five 90s bands
1: and uh,
0: groups and such like that. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. Can't wait to record that. Uh, I can't wait to record that with you in a week, Alex. Yeah. It will be it's gonna be an, a oh it's gonna be a difficult week waiting to uh talk about Yeah. That. <laughs> so love you all. Thank you very much. See you again. Thank
1: you. Love you Bye. Bye. Bye.